You're listening to Line Item Story, a podcast that explores the relationship between inspired creators and passionate entrepreneurs and the heart that lives inside them both to pursue excellence. My name is Bryce Hakama. I'm an actor, entrepreneur, and soap enthusiast working at Red Fox Media. I'm sitting down with Paul Goodyear to talk about the story of his company, the lessons he's learned, and how other creatives can take the leap into the entrepreneurial world and what might be in store for them when they get there. And welcome to another episode of Line Item Story. My name is Bryce. Uh, I'm a creative director at Red Fox Media. This is Paul. Hi. There's Paul. Uh, President, CEO, and... He didn't put his <laughs> mic all the way in the mic holder. <laughs> We're starting out great to this episode. Also, say welcome to Herbert the Plant. Uh, this is welcome to the new space. And today we're talking about a, a very fun topic. Actually, Paul, do you have anything to say as we, before we get started? Well, when he says new topic? space, this is going to be the only video in this spot. I just built a new bedroom and I figured yeah. I just like keep looking at the camera. I don't know what to do. Um, anyway, I just built this bedroom and, uh, uh, yeah, so we're in here until somebody gets moved in. So beautiful. It looks nice for now. It looks very nice. Nice neutral white. Also, we have Jonathan here. Say, Hey, Jonathan. Hey guys. If anybody wants this wall color, it's called Swiss Coffee. Swiss, ooh, yeah. Where, got got the paint from? from Lowe's, and Lowe's? Uh, it was fifteen dollars off per twenty dollar can because of Fourth of July sales. So each can of paint was like four bucks, ah, five bucks. I can't okay. do math. I haven't done any like serious house renovation. Yeah, this has nothing to do with video minute. production. But even still, I mean, like, hey, it's it's fun. Yeah, it's like if you're painting stuff. flats, go painting to Lowe's. flats, painting floors, painting sets, go to Lowe's. Sponsored by not yet Lowe's. Uh, welcome to the show. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that I've had a number of different conversations with, with uh, our clients, mm-hmm. potential clients, different people in Louisville. And I feel like people are kind of having a conversation about it, but they're missing some of the more nuanced pieces of it. Um, and so I just kind of want to get your take and we'll sure. just talk a little bit more about it. Uh, and the topic for the day is curating a digital storefront. Mm-hmm. Um curating a digital storefront. And when I say those words in that specific order, they have a very specific meaning, but if we take it apart, yeah. we have a better understanding of it. So yeah. when you hear that phrase, kind of what comes to so, mind. So the first thing is like, when we're talking about curating a digital storefront, I think that's the wrong way to talk about it. Like you got to talk about, like when we are talking about a digital storefront, we need to treat it the same as a normal storefront. Like when we use the cur- word curate, it's almost like, maintain or clean like your physical storefront you have to maintain and you have to clean and that's the same kind of idea that we're trying to get out with curate except the problem is when people use the word curate they're trying to think of like oh i have to do more things i have to do x y and z when in reality curating your digital storefront truly is just maintaining your online presence overall so that way it's a proper representation of your brand right so the the image that kind of comes to my mind when i think about that uh if i'm driving by a brick and mortar location Mm -hmm. there are going to be specific things at that brick and mortar location that make me more inclined to actually spend time there so there's going to be good there's going to be good signage out front Mm -hmm. it's going to be clean it's going to have good well i think a prime example of that so like here here in louisville there was a uh fire on um in st matthew's square where yeah. the shellers got burned down dominoes that that like whole stretch right there and i mean every, it's like a part of my commute so like every day on the on the way to work i see that and um the uh, within hours i mean i think by like 3 or 4 p.m they had all of the glass cleaned up they had all of the sidewalk cleaned up they had it fenced off and boards covering the windows uh, and the whole point there was not just to protect the the building itself but it's to protect the brand mm-hmm. um because no one because seeing 
a, the logo with a burned down building is negative for the brand. And so part of the branding is to let's clean this up and make this look as professional as possible for the time being while we get it repaired. Another area that I've seen that has a very similar, like as far as brick and mortar, like physical location, uh, there's a sidewalk chunk mm-hmm. out in front of mm-hmm. Panera on Bartstown Road. And Jonathan and I were eating lunch there one day, and this elderly woman got out of her car, walked in the same vicinity of the sidewalk chunk, and just fell. Yeah. And we were like frozen for a second. We're, oh, she, she's on the ground now. And it happened right from this Panera, and there's one other store right next to it. I'm not sure, yeah. I'm not sure yeah. what it is, but but she fell, and that is reflective of how they're maintaining and taking care for of that. For sure. But but the most incredible thing was that in the span of about a minute. There was a guy from Panera. There's mm-hmm. a guy from the store right yeah. next door to it. There's, everybody just like kind of gathered there. Mainly pri- the priority there was to make sure that she mm-hmm. was okay. But there's also like a huge brand facet sure. when it comes to maintaining what the yeah what and the outside I think the most common like. example that everybody can can recognize of like not maintaining an actual storefront is like when you go to when you drive past a place and the the sign is out like mm. the, the one of the one of the bulbs is out so then everybody makes fun of the name it's like target or whatever <laughs> you know so it's it, it's that sort of thing that that comes to mind when we're talking about maintaining a, a a physical storefront and that's the kind of way that we have to approach maintaining a, a or curating a digital storefront as well right so when launching more so into the digital side of things if we think about signage and maintenance and you know having good mm. logo design and that kind of thing what is what are some thinking broadly some of the different yeah. facets of things that are, re, that yeah, are so required let's, let's for start, good. let's start at the basics the whole yeah. point of maintaining so the whole point of having a storefront the storefront why isn't it just a building why does it have signage why does it have all these other sorts of things a lot of them are practical like park here this is the store that you're coming to but in all reality it's also part of of your brand and everything that the building is and looks like is reflective of the brand that you're trying to create it's like it's why when people build new buildings uh, for their businesses for whatever reason a lot of times we'll see it with construction companies and with other uh, with other larger businesses the building is designed to reflect uh, properties, things about the mission statement, even though they might seem super arbitrary or like ethereal, um, they, they're still designed with that in mind. And so the same thing is true for a digital storefront. Everything that you're posting online, everything that you have on the internet about yourself uh, and about your business uh, should be reflective of the brand you're trying to promote and and, and create and maintain. And, and so the so the, the things that are important here are, there's, there's a couple things. New things that you post, things that have already been posted, and those are the two categories. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about maintaining an online storefront, a digital storefront, is one, the first question is, is everything online reflective of the brand you're trying to curate slash maintain? And if not, go ahead and start by removing them. Uh, If you have a website for your business, if it's up, you have a digital storefront. if you look at your website and you have a bunch of things on there that you think are not reflective of your brand, remove them. Yeah, take it down. And and I think that's the important thing here. Like it's better to have a web page that is nicely designed, has your current proper logo on it, says, "Hi, this is what we do. If you're interested, contact us." 
than a bunch of misleading branding information hmm. that, that communicates something different about the company than what it should be. So if you have transitioned from doing lower end, like let's take a cleaning business. If you transition from lower end cleaning work, don't have a bunch of pictures of people's houses on there, like low mid tier houses. You're only going to want to have pictures of big houses on there. Right. And it's more harmful for you to have those low mid-tier house pictures on your website than it would be for you to not have pictures at all. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and start by removing from either your website, social media, whatever, the information that is not reflective of your brand. As far as removing things as well, like you may even want to consult with a UI designer, UX designer yeah. to like look at the effectiveness of your website to see if it's actually pointing people in the direction to provide them the most in yeah. value and most information as they possibly can get. So, so that gets into more of the um, the way that your digital storefront communicates your brand, right? Um, which is a, is, is, a, is a secondary step. But if it's not doing its job, yeah, if it, if it's 100%. Doing I'm, I totally agree. You might, you know, I, rethink I totally it. agree, but I think we're getting ahead of ourselves because I think we should take a look at this from a practical standpoint of like, let's just keep using this cleaning business okay. of let's say this cleaning business has been around. It's a normal small business, uh, one owner, uh, maybe a manager, um, and then uh, various employees, maybe up to 10, like people who are actually going out and cleaning. Like if we look at their website, it's probably like my guess, probably designed in 05, they paid a friend to do it and it's just been there the whole time. Mm. Or worse than that, they have a Facebook page with a bunch of pictures on it. Like I actually saw a business like this today. Facebook page, bunch of pictures, and that's it. No captions, no nothing, just a mm. bunch of pictures with no context. Uh, and then their logo, uh, which was clearly not professionally designed, just out there. Um, and that's it. And so, like, it doesn't give us any context of, like, if that was the way, could you imagine walking into, a like, uh, a cleaning business where they just had a bunch of eight and a half by 11 from an inkjet printer photos painted, like, taped to the wall with, with like, a dirty floor and then like a person sitting at a folding table desk in the middle of the room their waiting logo, for you to their come Their logo in. spray yeah, painted exactly. on the floor or on the wall. And that's the equivalent like that. of what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, so you got to think about this. Like if, if you're going to have a digital storefront, which you need to, like we're past the point of it being optional. Right. Like we are oh, genuinely yeah. past the point of it being optional. Um, you have to have a digital storefront. And if your digital storefront is not reflective of your brand, you have a problem. It's mm -hmm. better to do minimal things, good, or well than to do lots of things poorly. Yep. Ron Swanson puts it a different way, but that's not for the show. <laughs> <laughs> We're family friendly here. Uh, so as far as, so we talked about the, the removal process yeah. of yeah. things that up to that point, let's take a look at the implementation of essential things that need to be on a website for a customer, so the the equivalent of what mm -hmm. we're, the, the image that we're creating here is the internet is a highway. Mm -hmm. People are driving on that highway at 100,000 miles an hour, which is why it's essential that someone has a digital mm -hmm. storefront for some for them to land, but also yeah. to be seen, yeah. period. Well, let, let's, uh, hear yeah. me out, hear me out. So they're on this, they're on this uh, internet highway, and you have to have created a 
digital storefront for them to one be recognize Mm. you recognize you immediately in the seven seconds that you Mm -hmm. have to have their attention and then you have to have a way to retain them and keep them in that space so as they're driving by they're like oh look at that i might stop in here for a little bit yeah you you add on seven additional seconds every time by everything that they find relevant to themselves and interesting so what are the essentials of create of, of what needs to be created to make that space most effective in today's yeah. modern context. Yeah, I mean, nobody's gonna just find your website. Yeah, like we're we're past the point where you can say we're a Louisville video company, and then it just like rank on Google high enough that people find you. Mm. Like we're not, we're no longer there. So what's gonna happen? That's a totally different topic. That's when you have to put out lots of content marketing. That's when you have to put out lots of content on a consistent basis for people to be able to, to find you casually. Now. What's probably going to happen is somebody's going to come to your website specifically through another referral, whether yeah. that's through Yelp reviews or whether that's through they met you at a networking event, yeah, business like card, like yeah. that sort of thing. Like that's where people are going to come to the website mostly from now on. Um, and and so with that is what's the key information that you need there is was the question that you asked. So the, what's the key information you need on there? Mission statement. What do you do as a business? Um, and then how to get in contact with you? And if you have those three things, um, that's all you really need on there. Then you can get into a couple more things of like testimonials, uh, company history, um, some things to add and make it a little bit more personable, add a little bit more flair to try to like give that little extra push um, to get people to contact you. But the basics are just, who are you? What do you do? Um, and how do I get in touch with you? And so that's where you got to start. But the problem is that too many people, uh, for whatever various reasons, like we, we, our company is called Red Fox, which has nothing to do with video production. Like it's an animal. You yeah. Know? It's not a camera or anything. So, uh, well, red is a camera, but that's, <laughs> that's a different thing. <laughs> the, the, um, uh, nobody would look at Red Fox and say, Oh, this is a video production company. Yeah. So very clearly on our website within the first couple seconds, it is instantly clear what we do because we have a banner video playing. We have text that says we're a video company. Like it's just very clear right off the bat. We're a video company. People yep. need to know what they're looking at. So that way they can start digesting the information. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think where kind of springboarding into a, a nuanced version of this is where does video fall? Like where does mm-hmm. it is essential now? It yeah. is, it's the number one communicator on the planet. Where does video fall as far as its significance inside of your digital storefront? And I think that's one of the advantages to our website and the for sure. three or four other websites that I've seen uh, who really do a good job yeah. of implementing implementing. Yeah, and there's video. a lot out there. He's just talking about the ones that we've like worked the with. The ones that we worked with up to this point. Yeah, um, the ones that we've worked with have like great intro video that yeah. like provide a great runway for people to yeah. when they yeah, come and that, in that gets on, into what we're doing. Yeah. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but the, the basics that you, so video is a great way to introduce what you do and how you do it for your business. Because, um, the, the font choice that you have is going to determine a lot of the tone that, that you want to have on your website, but a video can accomplish similar things. Like mm-hmm. every medium on your website is accomplishing for your brand similar things better or worse than other things. And so so video is a great way to incorporate a lot of that. It's both informative, um, educational, tone setting, Emotional. emotion setting, uh, all, all of these facets that you're trying to get help 
you're trying to onboard your clients with Mm -hmm. so that way they understand what type of product that they're getting. And so a great way to do that is the banner video. But again, most businesses do have a website that does communicate what they do. The problem is, is that it's so scattered and so unprofessional compared by modern standards that it reflects poorly on the business. And so that's where the simple is better. If you can't maintain something at a high level, tone it back. Um, and that's where I think video is super helpful here because it allows you to have less elements overall on your page. You don't need to have as much text. Yep. You don't need to have as much um, graphic design. Graphic design. Lot, like you should still yeah. have all of these things, but video helps supplement a lot of that stuff. So instead of having pages and pages of of text Data on your website, and things people that, to read through. And yeah, get exactly. By. That yeah. you just have the basics and text for. Um, uh, for both SEO and for people to, to scroll through if they don't want to watch the video. Um, but then for the most part, people are going to watch the videos and get all the information that they need in an entertaining way uh, that that's hopefully professional. You get it done by a professional that um, will then reflect well on your brand. Yeah. Is there a website that you visited recently that you think does a really solid job for that first seven seconds of... Yeah visiting and you're just like this is interesting it's good you know not necessarily that you're going to buy something but you think that they've done a very good job of presenting who they are what they do yeah. that essential information but they've also curated it in a way that it's mm-hmm. friendly and it's something that you enjoy using yeah so i mean let's i'm going to use big companies that that people yeah. recognize and are able to to probably can see in their head the first one is google like it's clear when you go to google what the purpose of the website is. I mean, everybody goes there knowing what it is, but if you just went to Google, it says, search here, like type your search here. Like it's clear what they're trying to get you to do, what it does, and you do it. Mm -hmm. And it's nice designed, it's very intuitive, all that sort of stuff. Uh, The second is Apple. Um, If they don't use any video on their, I mean, they do use some video, but it's usually uh, responsive, usually responsive design, like yeah. when you scroll, that sort of thing, um, and instead of video. Um, but as soon as you go to their website, they always have their new product. It's very clear, very, very clean cut. It reflects their brand well. I mean, it would be, uh, I mean, yeah, their, their website reflects their products. Um, and they have an entire design philosophy that spans from their products to their branding. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is super unique, and they've, they've worked very hard to curate that. Yeah. Okay, so when you're looking at, so another big conversation that I have with people as far as like, so that, well, I really want to put a video on my thing, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure like where it should go, like yeah. what like what video sh- what video should I have at yeah. all? Like, like I recognize, like I feel like my branding's good. I feel like the text on there is good. I want to like continue to to intrigue people yeah. who want to visit the visit the digital storefront yeah. what is the what are the essential like not essential like there's essentials but then there's also like yeah well that so streamline the process as well it's so less as of as, a yeah. pyramid more of a staircase so okay. in terms of the basics that people need to start with one you need to start with the logo slash design booklet yeah. you need to have a couple colors that you're going to go through you need to have a couple fonts that you're going to use and you need to have your logo when you have those things, you're then ready to start your digital storefront. Yeah. And the first thing that you need to do is a website, obviously. Mm-hmm, obviously. So you start your website, you use those those things and just put the basics on there. What you do, who you are, how to get in contact with you. From there, you can develop um, 
and add other graphic design to inform, to, to inform about the process, other things. That's where we think the video is supposed to come in. Um, talk about, about, uh, to give context for, um, just inside the entirety the, the of the process. Of the, well, both or, the about panel. So, so this is everything from a banner video showing you doing your work at a flower shop to you cleaning because watching you do your work, um, is going to allow people to imagine you doing that for them. Right. Uh, and that, that's more powerful. Like we've seen that be more powerful, um, than, than people are valuing it. And it's a great way to, to get a huge ROI on minimal investment, mm-hmm. just with the banner video. Yeah. Um, and so then you go to an about video, which then tells the company story. This is less important from a marketing perspective and more of important from a, um, uh, customer retention and customer like fan loyalty spending time standpoint. in the space spending time in the space and it helps people really appreciate who they're buying from and become repeat customers more so than first time customers yep. now it definitely can help do that like if you got a cool story it will help people become first time customers but if you buy from a company and then you also then you decide to read a little bit more about them or even if it's your first time again it can definitely help first time customers, but usually is like a customer retention kind of thing. It helps mm-hmm. build loyalty to see that you employ veterans or that you employ um, ex convicts, like stuff like that. Those are the types of things that really move people or the passion with which you do your stuff. So, about videos are great. Um, but a great one to convert sales is testimonials. Yep. Um, written testimonials. I, I mean, honestly, I have a hard time feeling like they, they work any, they do, they work on Amazon because we can like somewhat kind of trust them. I mean, a lot of them are fake. Um, but the problem is when you see like three or four on like your website, it's like, you know, there's a cherry, like we know that testimonials are cherry picked, but if you watch a video testimonial, it's way more powerful because it's like, you're less, you're less thinking that this person's lying. You're judging them by their body language, by a lot of other things. There's a lot of that, psychological exactly. things going on at the same time. So, so it's like you, you're going to trust a video testimonial more. And so that, that's definitely a huge uh, thing that we like to do for, the, for, for people. So it's like once you have your graphic design ready, once you have your basic content, content ready, once your website's good, good to go with, with some videos on there, like that's the basics that you need to do. And then this needs to be diverted across multiple platforms. Mm-hmm. So even if you just have a Facebook page that hasn't been updated in forever, maybe a post or two every couple months or something, like that's okay as long as it's consistent and on brand. Um, I think Facebook is so front, like, because there's because you know yeah. a ton of businesses that just have Facebook pages, don't have yeah. websites. There is... There's such a great level of in, of integration that Facebook business yeah. pages have provided people. So like, oh, I don't have a website. So what happens mm-hmm. to a banner video? Well, that banner head can yeah, be a so, video. Yeah, and you can you, definitely do that. Then you pin your about video to the to the top of your feed. So that's the first for thing sure. people experience and they see. And, and the same goes for your graphic design and stuff. It's just more of like now now that you have your website down, transfer your website, which again is your digital storefront that you've now curated to the other platforms that you want to be on. Don't worry about posting so consistently or being like, I need to post a thousand things a day or or once a day or Mm -hmm. once a week or whatever it is. As long as it's there and as long as you have that app on your phone and are responding to people who are talking to you and to your business, it's gonna be fine. Like you don't need to worry about doing too much. Once you're there, that's step one. Like what? Well, everything that we talked about is step one yeah, right. of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's I think that's the point that people miss is they try to do too much. They try to do too many things at once, um, and don't think of this as a one-time project. 
Like this all should be a one-time project that you do, get your digital storefront together, mm-hmm. and then we'll revisit it in five years. Yeah. It doesn't need to be revisited more than that. that is, you can. Yeah, yeah. But there, that's something that's so beautiful about yeah. evergreen content mm-hmm. is that it lasts a long time. For sure. Because hopefully you're not switching back and forth yeah. on your branding. You're not switching back and forth on your store, on your yeah. uh, identity and that kind of thing that it, it, it's so difficult to keep a track of. Yeah. Um, but that's that's what I think works so great. And you need about, to have, yeah. and honestly, in terms of budgeting for businesses, you need to have a maintenance budget for your digital storefront, like you have a maintenance budget for your physical storefront. Mm-hmm. And they should be maintained at, on a really honestly, the same intervals. Um, and, and so that, that sort of three to five year mark is when your evergreen content, like you said, about video, uh, banner video, testimonial videos, that kind of stuff should Revamping be updated. Revamping graphic design, maybe yeah. even a relook at some of the UI, exactly. UX stuff. Just yeah. to keep up with the trends and make it feel professional. So so you can try to go for something timeless, but unless you're spending the big, big bucks, it's going to feel out of date yeah. within that time range. Um, and so then with that comes, so you have your digital storefront, you're maintaining it. Right. Now comes the, what you're talking about with the highway where people are driving by and finding your stuff. This is where you have to make your commitment to creating lots of content that is reflective of your brand relevant to your business and relevant to your business but also relevant to an audience who then could potentially find you after years of work this is not like you're going to start doing this and see results tomorrow this is you're going to invest probably a year's worth of labor into this maybe even more so you need to go ahead and budget a person a employee's time for one year whether it's your own to developing this and then you're going to have organic um uh marketing that that you're not super paying for but kind of builds on itself because of your loyal fans Mm -hmm. um now if you have terrible products and stuff this isn't going to work anyway but but that's besides the point this is all assuming that you have a good product and and you're you're you work hard and are a good person to work with um So that's step two. But the problem is that people jump to step two before they've even done step one Mm. and they push because the content itself does not convert people. Like we're having, I'm having this conversation with lots of people right now. Content itself does not convert anybody to doing what you want. Yep. Um, Content only pushes you to some other type of content. Yeah. Now, if you push people from your social media content to your website, then your website gives them a ebook or whatever, and you get them to sign up for an email list. Bam! You know how people on an email list, which has an average of seventeen percent conversion rate in terms of opening those emails. Yep. Um, so you you you've essentially brought people to the point where you can now leverage your your exactly. more sales powerful assets exactly. that can now take them from an actual first time visitor to an actual client. And the other, the other nice thing, like the other benefit of doing it this way and having a consistent brand is that people already know what to expect when they get that email. They know what kind of offer they're going to get in their email when they've signed up for the set ebook. Like I've never signed, I've never put my email address into an ebook list, gotten the ebook and then not known what types of emails I was going to get after that. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I still clicked on them because it's already topics that I was interested in already topics that I'm working on. Like you're, you're, market is already interested in what you're doing and what you're talking about. And so then your offer becomes more valuable. You just need to make sure that you're offering to the right people. Otherwise you're like, you can just blast an offer out there. Um, but it may, may not be targeted. Well, may not be a captive audience that, that cares about your offer. And that's where the digital storefront is, uh, super valuable. Um, because 
it's a brand. It makes people feel like um, they know what they're talking about. Um, it makes them feel like they know what they're going to get from you. All right, cool. Uh, we got a couple minutes left, uh, and kind of the last thing that I want to that I want to explore, and you mentioned it a little bit, but I think that we've fleshed out a pretty good amount of the effectiveness and the importance and what needs to be required for the digital storefront. Um, the relationship between content and content. So you you talked a little bit about how how one piece of content is going to move and then leverage itself against be leveraged by another piece of content that you have. Um, I'm saying the word content a lot. Yeah, I don't understand yeah. the question. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll try to I'll try to explain just a tiny bit better. Content is content is king is no longer true promoting content consistently is king well now, see it, I, i've heard you say that around the office and i both agree and disagree i think it's the i think this is a thing where we're talking about um aristotle's uh steps of story or hierarchy of story points where it's like which comes first plot or character sure and i think it's i think the answer is both like you have to promote the content that you have but you also have to have content that people want to watch like like if you promote crap nobody wants to watch it yeah um but if so you, you have, have to, yeah so essentially you make something very good yeah or worth watching or worth you make something worth watching worth yeah. paying attention to and so then you point people in the direction mm-hmm. of that content which establishes you yeah. as an expert in your yeah, field. yeah and people forget that content has a sale like is also another sales process yeah you're making an offer to people you're offering to give them value but you have to let them know that the offer is there and convince them to do it. And so that's where things like when we're talking about building content that, that people want to watch, um, it's, it's the thumbnail, it's the title, it's the where you put it, how you post it, when you post it, what are you posting from it? Like all that's important and all that should be considered the sales process of your content. Right. Um, which is a subset of curating your digital storefront, which is a subset of you know maintaining, maintaining your, your brand, brand. Main, main, that that's what it comes down to. So so it really is when we're so if the whole topic here is curating your digital storefront. Know that your organic social media marketing and other things like that is a subset of maintaining your brand. So please 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 start by getting your website in order, getting your digital footprint yep. in order, and getting those evergreen pieces, both video and. Uh, marketing or video and design and copy uh, in order before pursuing a more long-term commitment to social media marketing. All right. Thanks, Paul. Sit down for a little bit. That's it for this week's episode of Line Item Story. Thank you so much for watching and for listening. I appreciate your support and I'll see you next time.